wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to BQ&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. And guys, isn't it a beautiful, a beautiful day uh, today here in Adelaide? This is a day uh, that you, one of those days that you long remember. It's a beautiful spring day, 22 degrees, a fantastic uh, uh, day to be able to get out and visit a friend. Uh, too good to be locked up uh, in uh, inside. Now, guys, look, if you'd like to join us, uh, why not uh, share a, a positive thought? Maybe you'd like to share on a comment on one of the issues we discuss. Perhaps you'd like to say just simply hello. Uh, you can actually do that by uh, texting us uh, on our studio text number 04888 808 11. Uh, now that number again is 04888 808 11. Uh, now guys, look, uh, we have got uh, uh, a little bit of a different program uh, today. Uh, our program today is going to be uh, just, just Pastor Gary all by his lonesome. Uh, the team has actually uh, uh, been, been called away. So uh, uh, I'm here in the studio all by myself. So you won't actually hear uh, another. Uh, another voice uh, at all. Uh, but folks, please remember uh, that uh, if you haven't registered yet for the Faith FM a Dinner with Robbie and the Drive Time team, that's going to be occurring this Saturday night, uh, then folks, you've had a major oversight. Now, uh, this Saturday night, if you happen to be in Adelaide or anywhere close to Adelaide, the place to be uh, is not going to be at the uh, Adelaide um, uh, Stadium uh, where the where Port uh, um, uh, is playing, but rather it's going to be uh, right here uh, in uh, in Adelaide in our prospect uh, our prospect hall. Now. On this occasion, we've actually got um, Pastor Robbie Bergen. Uh, he he's coming. He's going to be uh, presenting uh, just a just a short twenty minute presentation uh, in the middle of dinner. Now we're going to be uh, commencing at uh, at six o'clock uh, this Saturday evening, uh, Seven Bolville Street, uh, Prospect here at South Australia. You can book online now. You can book at faithfm.com.au backslash events and uh, uh, we're going to have uh, Pastor Robbie plus the entire Drive Time team is going to be present. We would love to meet you. Uh, you know, I just uh, just checked our, our numbers and uh, uh, we've got uh, almost 100 people that are uh, already planning to, to actually join with us. This is going to be a fantastic night. I'm going to be emceeing uh, this 
this particular program and uh, in the towards the centre of the program uh, our, our good friend Robbie Bergen is going to be presenting a 20 minute uh, after dinner talk and what he's going to be sharing on is a subject entitled Prophecy Digital Currencies and Cashless Societies Does Prophecy have anything to say about digital currencies and cashless societies? Well, you'll actually find out uh, this uh, this Saturday night if you're able to attend. We are actually going to record uh, that that particular talk as well, so that uh, uh, if people want to hear it afterwards, uh, it will be available on uh, uh, on YouTube. So uh, uh, that's occurring. If you're anywhere near Adelaide this Saturday night, commencing at uh, six o'clock, dinner with Robbie and the Drive Time team. It's a totally free community dinner. You will love. Uh, this uh, this particular uh, this particular event. Uh, now uh, today uh, we were going to have our good friend uh, uh, Pastor Marty uh, uh, Thompson here uh, with us. Uh, unfortunately, he can't be with us. He's actually recovering from uh, uh, from a voice uh, from a voice issue from the flu that's actually impacted his uh, uh, his voice, and uh, he's uh, going to be. Uh, he's going to be back with us, however, on Saturday night. But right now, uh, we've actually got Marty and Tanae. Uh, they're going to be singing for us. And uh, this is a really beautiful uh, little uh, little song. Uh, this is uh, Marty and Tanae Thompson, and they're singing Keep uh, Pressing On. Uh, this is a real a little beauty.
heaven shore And so I'll keep pressing on Blessed cross, blessed empty tomb The count has lost All things for you, Christ will come It's not far now and so Uh, Marty and uh, Tanae Thompson. Now, Marty is normally uh, our drive time co-host every uh, Tuesday. Unfortunately, today uh, he uh, he is not uh, hasn't been well at all and uh, has had to take the uh, take the day uh, the day off. Uh, and uh, that's uh, so he can't actually be uh, be with us uh, today. But on Saturday night, we're hoping that Marty and Tanae are actually able to to be with us. Uh, he makes a wonderful contribution. Uh, to our Faith FM drive time a drive time team uh, but uh, we really do hope that uh, Marty gets uh, gets well super quick and he's not laid up for uh, for too long uh, now of course uh, today let's come to our um, to our world watch segment now this is a really uh, beaut section uh, of our uh, of our program and uh, what we try to do in this uh, little section is to be able to highlight something that is occurring within the Christian world right as we speak. Now, uh, once again, uh, just uh, just today, I, I picked up off the Christian headline site uh, and uh, an article that was entitled Gen Z have a significant interest in the Bible and Jesus, new research shows. Now, this was uh, an article that really caught my uh, caught my attention because I have to admit, I didn't think that Gen Z had a lot of interest in the Bible. Uh, now, of course, this particular piece of research does come from the uh, from the United States, uh, but uh, this is this is what the article said. To, to me, it was incredibly significant. Members of Gen Z may rarely read their Bibles, but a significant percentage nevertheless are curious about Scripture and the teachings of Jesus, according to a new report from the American Bible Society. Now, uh, this is a, a study that the American Bible Society actually does uh, every year, and they repeat this. Uh, uh, they release the report uh, month by month throughout the uh, uh, throughout the year. The society this week, in fact, it was just two days ago, uh, released the latest data from its 13th annual State of the Bible report, showing that 44% of Gen Z uh, Gen Z adults are very or extremely curious about the Bible or Jesus. Younger members of that cohort, ages 18 to 21, uh, are more likely than older members 
aged 22 to 26, uh, they, to say that they are very or extremely curious. Now, uh, to me, that struck me as being uh, something that I didn't quite expect. Uh, how do you explain uh, the fact that uh, young people under the age of 26, at least half of them are saying, hey, I'm at least curious about the Bible. This is the response that was given to the American Bible Society. Um, uh, half of Gen Z adults hold to traditional Christian teaching of God is the all-powerful, all-knowing, perfect creator of the universe who rules the world today. Amongst millennials in America, that still stands at 52%. Now, when I read this uh, this report, I actually went into the American Bible Society uh, report and uh, to, to, to dig into uh, these uh, these issues. Uh, additionally, 45% of Gen Z adults say that the Bible is the Word of God and has no errors compared to 30% of older Gen Z Adults. Gen Zers have been described as curious, digitally savvy, advocates for change. We see all of this reflected in our research, but we also see a generation, the report says, struggling to find their footing with faith said John Plake, uh, the Chief Ministry Insights Officer for the American Bible Society. We see a generation struggling to find their footing with faith. Uh, do you know, so often today, uh, I, I'm just so conscious that uh, churches, that's very easily written off as being the uh, domain of uh, those in of senior years, uh, of uh, maybe boomer-type uh, generation and even uh, the generation of Above, uh, and yet uh, increasingly, I'm certainly seeing churches here uh, in Australia that certainly have uh, young people at them. I, I, I'm actually quite uh, uh, quite surprised in in some ways when I hear the reports, because I know that uh, certainly at churches that I have visited, and I know certainly in my own church, uh, the average age is significantly younger uh, than myself, and the number of young professionals attending uh, is actually quite high in comparison to the overall congregation. Now, uh, to me, I, I've actually put this to, uh, uh, to, to a number of uh, individuals and uh, uh, got, a, got a response back, and that response went something like this. Uh, we are part of a generation uh, who are looking for authenticity. Uh, and to me, that really said so much. Uh, when, when one young person says to said to me that authenticity is the key. It's something that is so sadly lacking in our world. If we can find authentic people, they will respond to it. Do you know, to me, as I look at this, I think the, uh, the church, this is a, a huge opportunity for the church itself, uh, to make inroads into a generation that in many ways has been almost, uh, almost written off, uh, by, uh, by those who are commentating, uh, on, uh, on church dynamics. 
I think this is a, a, a huge opportunity. The American Bible Society report, I believe it's well worth you digging into. If you are part of a church, um, why not dig it out and uh, just have a look at it yourself. Take it along and get your young people to talk about it. Would they agree with uh, the conclusions of this report. Uh, really appreciate, uh, what the American Bible Society, uh, has, uh, has actually, has actually said. Uh, now guys, look, time to come to some more, uh, more music, uh, today. Uh, we've got the, the Sons of Korah. Uh, this is, uh, Psalm, uh, 91. Uh, please, uh, please enjoy. Thank you. 
Sons of Korah and uh, Psalm 91. Uh, what a beautiful rendition uh, that uh, that song uh, really, really is. Uh, now, folks, you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And uh, this week, the subject we're digging into is... Isn't all religion essentially the same? Uh, now look, this is a really, uh, a really important subject because I know in my ministry, uh, so many times, uh, I've been in discussion with, uh, with somebody, uh, possibly they've, uh, been studying at tertiary level and, uh, uh, and they'll come, come back to me and they'll say, hey, look, Pastor Gary, uh, really, uh, I mean, all religion, isn't it basically the same? And uh, that's the subject we're wanting to dig into uh, today, and certainly uh, all of uh, all of this week. But before we go there, however, uh, what we want to do is to share with you a book. Now, this is our giveaway book uh, for the uh, for, for the week. This this one is one of the books that I call uh, our pr- one of our premier range. Now, this is a hardcover hard. Cover, hard Covered book. Uh, it's a real beauty. It's done by um, uh, Dr. Brian Ball. Now, uh, Brian is a person who has the ability uh, to, uh, to to teach at an academic level and yet share in a down to earth relational manner. Uh, this this particular book uh, is entitled End Time People. Uh, this one will really challenge you. Uh, this book is worth the read. Uh, and uh, the uh, the back cover says uh, the end of all things. Uh, what then should be our plan of action? What preparations must we make? What must we do? Wait, Peter goes on to say. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Uh, that's Second Peter three uh, verse eleven. Uh, maybe the most important thing is not so much what we do as who we are. 
Uh, what do end time people look like? What do they believe? In whom do they trust? And what is the source of their hope? Dr. Brian Ball's been an evangelist. He's an author. He's a minister of the gospel. He's got decades of experience and he answers every one of these questions and even more by taking us on a journey through the letters of the Apostle Peter. He, Peter, of course, was a, a church leader uh, dedicated to caring for the flock. Uh, now, this is really worth uh, something that uh, this really is something that I would encourage you to to pick up. The book's entitled End Time People uh, and is written by Dr. Brian Ball and it's one of the few in our premier range uh, that we do actually offer on air. Uh, all our other books are certainly excellent books. Uh, this is a longer book, however. This isn't just a short book. This is a hardcover, uh, longer book uh, that you would love to have in your uh, in your library now look uh, folks if you'd like uh, this particular book all you need to do is to uh, text us now our studio text number is 04 888 808 11 04 888 808 11 and uh, the code for today is SA135 now there's no gap between the uh, SA and the 135 just five digits in a row and uh, that code when you text it in will actually go to our uh, to our robot uh, and we we call him faithful and uh, he will come back to you and ask you a, a few questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible uh, that uh, number again that uh, number again is 04888-80811 and the code uh, to put in your text is SA135, just five digits uh, in a row. Now, folks, also, if you've got any any questions or thoughts uh, about our subject this week, please feel free to text them in to that drive time text number as well uh, because we're happy to uh, make share your comments Comment, uh, or your question, respond to your question uh, on air. That number again is 04888-80811 and uh, the code that you need for that book is SA135 and the book is End Time People by uh, Dr. Uh, Brian Brian Ball. Uh, now, of course, the reason we're giving away that book is because this week uh, we're actually talking about that subject, uh, isn't all religion essentially the same uh, you know one of the things that I'm so conscious of is that uh, throughout my ministry people have indeed uh, broached uh, this question with me on uh, on numerous uh, on numerous occasions uh, I, I I will remember uh, on um, uh, on one occasion a person uh, came to me and they uh, they shared that uh, uh, in uh, in reality, uh, there were uh, different religions, but the same golden rule. And uh, they actually, uh, they actually shared uh, to to me. Um, uh, they they actually shared shared with me uh, the uh, uh, the golden rule uh, in different 
in different as presented by different religions and uh, this is uh, uh, this is what they uh, what they pointed out uh, they said to me they said pastor gary pastor gary did you realize that in buddhism the golden rule is actually expressed like this treat not others in ways that you thought that you yourself would find hurtful in christianity it's expressed like this in everything do to others as you'd have them do to you for this is the law and the prophets uh, then they they looked at me and said well you know then there's islam as well islam expresses the golden rule like this not one of you truly believes until you wish for others what you wish for yourself you know to to me as i as i read these things I thought, wow, uh, the, this golden rule uh, does appear to be so similar across world religions. Is there some similarity uh, amongst uh, world, world religions? You know, it was only when I actually sat down and started to study uh, the Word of God that all of this started to started to make sense. All of this uh, started to come together. Uh, you know, this uh, this subject that we're talking about this week isn't all religion essentially the same. Make sense particularly uh, when you come to the teachings of Christ. You know, Christ was just so clear on this particular subject. Uh, but look, we're going to go there in just a moment. But uh, let's just go to some music uh, just uh, just now, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll come back and continue uh, continue our discussion. This is uh, the beautiful song, "The Day Approaches." Uh, please enjoy.
That's a beautiful song uh, entitled The Day Approaches and indeed if ever there's a day that is approaching uh, right now, uh, it's actually the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, as I dig into my word, into the scriptures, as I dig into the word of God uh, more and more uh, I am conscious that the promise of Christ uh, is being fulfilled right before our eyes uh, at this uh, this very time. Uh, that's the, the beautiful song, The Day Approaches. Really do appreciate that. Uh, now, folks, thank you so much for listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today I'm just here uh, in the studio on my uh, on my lonesome, uh, but uh, that's no problem this week. Uh, we're actually asking the question, isn't all religion essentially the same? Now, this is a huge question. This is one of those really big questions that uh, so many people in the, in the religious world today would say there's no major difference uh, between one religion and another. Uh, are they right? Are they wrong? You know, how do we respond to that type of question? Do you know when that type of question is actually asked of me, uh, I often, uh, I often t- take people to, uh, to Matthew chapter 24, uh, because in Matthew chapter 24, Christ says some things that I believe, uh, illustrate the world in which we're living today and negates, uh, this assumption. Are all religions the same? Uh, no, they're not actually <laughs> all the same. Uh, you know, to, to me, as I've actually pointed out to, uh, to the numerous people I've talked uh, on this subject uh, to, uh, I've said, hey, look, you know, you, you realize that uh, within our world, there are, uh, there are three major uh, religions that claim to be monotheistic. They're called the Abrahamic religions. Uh, three religions, Judaism, Islam, and the, uh, and the Christian church, uh, claim to, to follow just simply a one God. Uh, all other religions uh, have multiple gods. Are, God, uh, are religions all the same? Can you be the same if you've got one God versus many gods? Uh, well, of course not. Of course not. But then if you're just worshipping one God, is it the, uh, the God of heaven or is it some other God? You know, one of the uh, things that I really, uh, I really appreciated was, uh, uh, the, uh, the, um, Matthew chapter 24. Uh, this is a chapter where Christ, uh, is talking to his disciples. Uh, you see, um, Christ has been walking and, uh, if you go to, to Jerusalem, he's walking from, uh, Jerusalem, uh, to that Mount of Olives. Now, uh, I've had privilege to actually walk, uh, this, uh, this same, same walk. You, uh, you go from Jerusalem that's set on a, uh, on a hill, uh, you walk down into the Kidron Valley, uh, and then you come up the other side and there's another hill and that's called the Mount of Olives. Uh, to this day, you can stand looking out over the city of Jerusalem uh, and you see the valley that's actually spread out it's not a deep valley, it's not a big valley but it's spread out uh, before you. Jesus on one occasion was walking from Jerusalem to the Mount of Olives and uh, uh, Matthew chapter 24 and uh, verse 2 says this, and Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly I say to you, not one stone will be left here upon another till all be thrown down uh, you know as I looked at uh, at that particular statement to the disciples it must have come across as a totally remarkable statement you know he is the the mighty boulders that established the on the foundations of the uh, of Jerusalem Christ uh, looks his in prophetic eye looks forward uh, and says the time's going to come or when everything here is going to be cast down 
Uh, and the disciples, of course, are, are struggling there. You know, what does all this mean? In verse 3, you find his disciples start to ask some very legitimate questions. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, they've now arrived in the Mount of Olives. Some of the olive trees that are there today uh, were probably young uh, when Christ sat under those trees. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now, uh, this is a, these are significant questions. The disciples actually think they're asking one question because the destruction of the uh, temple, the destruction of Jerusalem, they were equating with the end of the age. But in reality, they were asking uh, three questions. Just listen to this. The disciples are privately asking him. You know, they can ask some things in a private discussion that you can't ask when the multitudes are around. Uh, here we've got uh, these questions being asked. Question one, tell us when will these things be? What things are they referring to? Well, Christ has just been talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? The disciples had assumed that these three things would be simultaneous. Christ answers all three questions, but he doesn't tell them that there's actually going to be some time is going to pass between the destruction of Jerusalem and the end of the age. Uh, you know, as I, as I read what comes next, uh, to me it is just so relevant to the question that we're looking at this week. Uh, you know, as I uh, as I dig into this, I'm so conscious that what the disciples are asking are questions concerning the end times. You know, there are many today who say, "Hey, you know, that's uh, uh, that's uh, they're, they're questions which shouldn't be getting asked. Uh, they are questions which just are, are fear mongering questions." And yet, Christ, when these questions were asked of him by his disciples, they were he, he didn't rebuke them. Rather, he did something totally different. He responded to the questions as being incredibly legitimate. I love what Christ does here. But I want you to notice how he responds to these questions. Uh, you know, if we go to uh, uh, to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4, and Jesus said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. You know, this theme of deception is something that flows right through the book of uh, Matthew chapter, uh, the chapter of Matthew 24, Christ's uh, sermon uh, to his disciples on the end time. Uh, if you come uh, later to the, uh, to the chapter, into uh, chapter, verse, uh, verse 24, he says, false Christs and false prophets will rise. They'll show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. See, I've told you beforehand. Christ is saying in this chapter, he repetitiously, three times in this chapter, what he shares is that the time is going to come when deception is going to be rife in the era in which we live. Now, do you know, this is actually so important when we're looking at a question like we're looking at this week. This week's question, isn't all religion essentially the same? 
The answer is actually no, it's not. Even Christ said that deception was going to be rife. Christ was saying all religion is not essentially the same. You see, we live in a a day and age now when um, more and more people are, uh, many people are happy to put up their hands and say, yes, I'm Christian. And yet reality is uh, they're unable to, ch- to, uh, to, to, to follow the teachings of Christ as revealed in the word of God. Uh, do you know, I, I, as a pastor, one of the, uh, one of the great challenges that uh, certainly, uh, certainly I face is when somebody comes uh, and speaks to me and says, Pastor, uh, that person claims to be a Christian. That mother, that father claims to be a Christian, but they don't look much like it to me. And I have to respond sometimes by simply saying, they actually don't look much like it to me either. Uh, how can these things be? Is a Christian uh, simply a Christian uh, because they wear the uh, I Love Jesus t-shirt? Uh, are they a, a Christian because they they wear a flag, uh, they wave a flag saying, I love Jesus. Does that make them a Christian? I suggest to you that according to the word of God, it doesn't. You see what Christ is doing here is he's challenging his people. He's saying, hey, beware of this thing called deception. Do you know, if in fact there's a thing called deception, then is all religion essentially the same? No, there is true religion. And there's false religion. There's religion of the heart. There's religion of the mind. There's transformative religion. And there is religion that is very uh, ritualistic in its form. You know, as I, as I consider these things, I look at the, the questions that I've been asked so many times and I say, Hey, my friends, my friends, please consider the words of Jesus Christ. But folks, look, let's come to some, uh, some music. Uh, this is, uh, uh, this is the Pillars of Faith. This is uh, a beautiful, uh, um, uh, song. Uh, take time, uh, to be holy. Please, please enjoy.
the Pillars of Faith uh, Choir, uh, they put some wonderful renditions uh, out. Uh, folks, I'll just have a look for them uh, uh, online. Pillars of Faith uh, Choir, uh, Take Time to Be Holy and uh, Be Thou My Vision Combined. Uh, love listening to uh, uh, to those uh, to those musicians. Now, folks, look, we do have our giveaway book uh, for you today. Uh, our giveaway book is uh, written by uh, Dr. Brian Ball. It's entitled End Time People, uh, the essential sequel uh, to end time events. Uh, so often uh, there is major emphasis put onto end time events. And, you know, that's indeed, I mean, Christ certainly does that in uh, Matthew chapter 24. Uh, but, you know, not a lot of people actually realize that if you keep reading into Matthew chapter 25, uh, what you find is that Christ uh, digs into this question, uh, how should end time people uh, actually respond to the uh, to the gift of the gospel uh, love uh, what Christ does he talks about the end times in Matthew chapter 24 and if you've got time why not dig out your Bible and just read Matthew 24 because it will tell you so much about the end times but then Matthew 25 will actually dig into the question that this book is digging into and that's end time people uh, the end of all things. Uh, what is our plan of action? What preparations must we make? What must we do? Wait, Peter goes on to say, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Maybe the important thing is not so much uh, as we uh, that we do things, uh, but what we, uh, how we prepare. Uh, what do end time people look like? What do they believe? In whom do they trust? And what is the source of their hope? Dr. Brian Ball's an evangelist, an author, and a minister of the gospel with many decades of experience, and he answers all of these questions and more by taking us on a journey through the letters of the Apostle Peter. Now, look, I, I love the Apostle, the Apostle Peter. I actually uh, preached myself from the Apostle Peter, uh, from Second Peter last uh, uh, last weekend. Uh, Peter is so concerned for the building up of the church. Uh, he wasn't prepared to leave people uh, at uh, at a simplistic level. He wanted to grow them to grow up into a full measure of their po- of possibility. And uh, that uh, this this book actually digs into that. It talks about end time people. Uh, it talks about uh, how uh, we can become more like Christ. You know, I do love uh, when the Apostle Paul uh, talks about let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Uh, I love it uh, when we're offered a new heart, a, a, a total change, a heart of flesh for the heart of stone. Uh, what beautiful imagery there is in the Word of God. Now, this book uh, digs into this question of end time people. How do you prepare as an individual for what Matthew 24 says is coming on this world. Now, folks, look, if you would like this particular book, uh, please just text us. Now, our studio text number is 04888 808 11. 04888 
80811. And uh, our code for uh, this week is SA135, SA135. Uh, just uh, five digits in a row. Just text SA135 uh, to 04888. 80811 and that'll go through to our robot we call him faithful and uh, and faithful will come back to you ask you a few questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way uh, possible you will love uh, this uh, this particular uh, this particular book uh, now folks as we um, uh, as we come to the to the top of the hour our our program is almost finished uh, please uh, consider what a Christ is saying in Matthew chapter 24. Do you know if I come to Matthew chapter chapter 7 Christ actually reinforces exactly the same point. Uh, do you know to me I love Matthew chapter 7 because this is part of that beautiful sermon entitled the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, you've got uh, Matthew 5, 6 and 7 all uh, presented as as one one sermon but in this uh, uh, in this passage uh, Christ says something Something that uh, to me I've read many times. I've shared uh, sometimes with uh, with young people who says who have said to me, "Hey, it really doesn't matter too much what you believe because uh, you know we're all going to go to the same place anyway." And I I share this passage with him, you know, and and to me in some ways it's a little bit of a frightening passage. But Christ is trying to deal with reality. You see, Christ is the most authentic person that you can possibly imagine. Christ in Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 says this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. Men do not gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is going to be cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not everyone, says Christ, who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now that to me, this is a powerful statement. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Who calls Christ Lord? Well, it's actually Christian people. Not everyone who calls to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven is what the word of God is so clear on. Uh, do you know, when somebody approaches me, when they uh, ask me, when they, when they challenge, when they say, isn't all religion essentially the same? My response to them is that Christ was repetitious in his teaching. He said that in the end time world, deception was going to be rife. Is it possible that we are seeing that deception occurring in our world as we speak? Do you know, I believe that indeed that is exactly what we're seeing. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come to you now. I want to say thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for all that it means to us. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you might be with anybody who might be struggling at the present time. I pray that you might bless, you might guide, you might direct them. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray that indeed uh, we might come uh, to understand uh, your will for our lives. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary on Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'm actually going to be chatting with Pastor David Butcher. And we're going to be responding to the question, how should I regard the ecumenical movement? Now, this is a really big one. Uh, really look forward to being with you then. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God abundantly bless you.